The Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. Grab it, tag it, and bag it. This is Skyrim Off the Record for Episode 8. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and good morning, afternoon, and good night. <laughs> anyway, um, joining me as always in this fine little show we have is Mr. Ivarwin. This is your Ivarwin speaking. Please turn off all electronic devices and have your serving trays in the upright position, because this Skyrim is about to take off. Wow. Wow. <laughs> And that other person talking out of line is Louis Olan. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Varwin. Good morning to everyone in the chat room. Welcome to the fun-filled episode. We have a very full chat room this morning. It's great to see that. we got plenty of uh, activity. Um, one thing about the show before we get started and all the good stuff is we are actually opening up phone calls for this show. We're going to try something a little bit new today. We put the phone number out in, in um, Facebook, Twitter, and in our chat room. So let's see what happens with that. We apologize in advance. Is it that much of a fail so far? <laughs> <laughs> We've had, a, like, what, two calls prior to the recording? All right. Ivarwin, what do we have for sponsors today? Yeah, we just want to talk a little bit about our sponsors today. Uh, first up is uh, doghousesystems.com. Uh, don't forget, doghousesystems.com. If you're looking for a brand new gaming rig... Uh, if you want to upgrade the computer that you've got right now, if you're looking to uh, get some some new games and, and throw them on there, check out doghousesystems.com. Type in the code off the record, all one word, to double your memory. If you order your rig with uh, four four gigabytes of RAM, they'll automatically bump it up to eight for free. It's like a hundred to hundred fifty dollar value free, and that's with the code off the record, all one word. Um, I also like to mention something about their customer service, which if you heard the last show, you heard me you know, say it before. And then I just want to reiterate that we don't you, you right now you hear us advertising doghouse systems on the show. And there's there's a reason why it's just one is because right now we only want to advertise doghouse systems because we genuinely like them. Um, we don't want to really expand to, to too many other you know places and the reason why we like them so much is because of the personal experience they give you through their customer service you buy one of their rigs you're one of the family and that's how you feel you know a lot of times you know when you email them you might actually get an email back from the owner of doghouse systems which is you know an awesome guy um i've spoken to him many many times before we we set up this this uh, partnership together he's he's a great dude anyway DoghouseSystems.com for your all your gaming needs. Also, uh, we just wanted to mention that if you want to uh, do a shout out for the show, um, Valentine's Day is coming up. You know, maybe that special person out there who listens to the show or is a fan of Skyrim um, would love to, you know, hear their name on the show. We definitely do that. Just go to our website, www.skyrimoffthorecord.wordpress.com. And we'll be happy to uh, discuss, you know, what you would like to have said and featured on the show. All right, let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of the show. We have a lot to talk about today. Lots going on in Skyrim off the record. 
we brought back our uh, Tamriel Times. And because of the popularity of the Bannered Mare, we're going to keep that one in there today as well. So we've got an extra segment going on today. For right now, let's get into the fun part. The adventures in Skyrim. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch things up a little bit. Actually, I'm gonna let Evarwin go first today. Oh boy, me? Yeah, put you on the spot, man. Oh man, I have a lot of scrolling down to do in order to get to my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mine's a little bit long today. A little long, yeah. But you know what? It's all I'm looking through. It's like all good stuff in the notes here. So, um, all right, yeah. So started my week, my Skyrim week off Friday night with the live stream. Which uh, I I don't know, Joe. Like I think I think at this point we're having ourselves a uh, a bit of a tradition, aren't we? Yeah, it was fun. I actually was editing our Star Wars off the record during that process, and I think um, we even had like an after party after party of that little experience. I mean, we finished doing Star Wars off the record, and then Ivarwin mm-hmm. started the live chat again right into his his playthrough of Skyrim. A lot of people stayed in there, a lot, of, a lot of new people joined in, and <laughs> more epic fails and all that kind of fun from Yvarwin. <laughs> and as we are doing that, I was editing, and people started to stay in the chat room even after he closed it. So I opened it up while I was mixing the Star Wars. We had conversations with people even after I was done publishing and releasing the new Star Wars Off the Record show. So we, uh, the, live stream, uh, the live stream night went like four and a half hours. More than that, man. I had a six-hour... Six hour readout for live stream. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Oh wow. I, I didn't even realize. So we had a some... pretty good time. Yeah. Oh, it's it's always a blast. We had a whole bunch of new faces joining uh the live stream this week and I don't know, like we all we all have a good time and you know, we talk about the show and hang out and I mean you know, a lot of a lot of you guys already know. You you email us, you you tweet us, you know, you join our guild in Star Wars, you show up for the live stream. Like you, you know how we we're really approachable. You know, we're we're just like you. You just hang out with us and we chat. We chat like this. It's 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 definitely a cool thing for everyone involved. You know, we love seeing you guys and and you know the guys who show up don't really have too much of a problem hearing us banter. <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. And again, I was playing I was playing my Khajiit. So I think I got him up to, uh, let's see, level 15. Still I'm to tell you about that Khajiit, man. <laughs> Family <laughs> no, friendly, no more Khajiit. No more Khajiit. Yeah, there was one thing I wanted to, I wanted to say about, about my playthrough this week, and that was I don't – I'm not doing <laughs> – the chat room's making fun of me now, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't dual well, – I don't use the dual weapon anymore. Yeah, I've been getting on his case about that. Well, you know what it is? I'm not – I can't block – I can't. No, it, I, I'm fine. All right. So, okay. I'm a level 12 cat and there's this, you know, dragon coming after me and I've got, you know, a, a sword in one hand and an axe in another. And I'm trying to fight this enormous fire breathing dragon. And it's just like, it's wiping the floor with me. And most of my, all of my, are, my skills are, are built into, you know, thieving trees, you know, sneak and lock picking and, and all that. So, the thing about little... two-hand weapons that a lot of people don't understand that play style is you have to be a lot more um, – you have to use a lot more distractions. You have to use a lot more evasion tactics. You Like using um, your primary – your force shout. Use that a lot when you're doing two-hand weapons. You push them back, bow them up until they get close to you, quick stabby stabby. 
you do something else to stun them, get out of the way, stabby stabby, and then you're done with them. Um, the thing about two-hand weapons is that it is the highest damage in the game. Two one-hand weapons is seriously the highest damage in the game if done right. Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, the chat room's telling me I need to use a follower. I know that. I know that. I, I don't I don't like to use followers. That's not my thing. You know, I like to go in there and just do it all on my own. And um, I feel like followers kind of just get in my way sometimes. A lot of times. So I, I, I wind up killing mine most of the times. I'm swing happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, like, I don't want to go through that. Because then I get, I get, you know, emotionally invested in my follower, and then I, you know, put a put a, a dagger in his back, and then it's bad. You see, Varwin standing over is the corpse of his follower. I didn't mean to do it. Right. And then I pickpocket him and walk away. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. So, yeah, exactly. Like, right. wow, I didn't hit this much gold. Stuff, blah blah blah. See ya. <clears throat> <laughs> So uh, I ditched the the dual weapon thing, and um, I'll probably pick it up later on when I do more more constellations and, and build that stuff up. But since I'm so low level now, and I'm really interested in the sneaking tree, um, and I don't like using followers, I decided to pick up a two-handed weapon, and it works great. It really does. I got the two-handed weapon. I'm sneaking around. I use my bow. So it's <laughs> I've got I've got my restoration magic. <laughs> so the the combination of all of that is is great. And I can stun again. I don't I'm not using a shield anymore, but I can take that two-handed weapon and when Mr. you know drag dragon angry pants decides to chop at me, I just boom. <laughs> hit him with my two-handed, you know, axe of awesomeness and he just backs down. I'm like, "Yeah, that's right. Now you're going to take the blade into your forehead." <laughs> you like me now <laughs> so you're pretty much staying, playing a sneaky thief that's two hand weapon and a bow with resto magic yeah perfect yeah. Yeah. that's again goes back to the whole point we've been saying all the time during the show is <laughs> things like that you can do in this game and it works it does and in, normal, in normal RPG, RPG sorry I mean to interrupt you again sir that doesn't that thing kind of thing doesn't exist it doesn't work yeah and you know I don't know it's I, I didn't even think I'm so used to those archetypes and fitting in, you know, certain roles. Like I never it didn't even dawn on me to to use a two handed weapon with my thief and sneaking skill until I picked up a two handed weapon and I said, I could probably use this. <laughs> <laughs> and it works great. I'm glad I I'm glad I did. So I've been exploring those those options and I've been having so much more fun. It's it's been a complete blast doing that. So that's basically, uh, yeah. What about you, Joe? Uh, I'm gonna go last. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let Lou go. I'm pulling the okay. producer card there. Producer card. It's down. Oh, it's on the table. It's down. It's on my table. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Well, this week I went back to play my main, the Nord. Played up a couple levels. Got her up to at least Nash's 34. I know. Mm. I know. I'm slacking with the levels. I'll get up to 51 of these days. But you're actually, uh, right now, new, you're actually caught up to my new character, pretty much. Oh, nice. <sighs> Too I can do co-op play. That'd be great. Yeah, no kidding, huh? I'd love for that. Eh, hopefully, one day. One of our listeners wrote in, actually, with a great idea about, you know, they, we had a whole bunch of emails about the whole MMO thing we talked about last week. A lot of people mm-hmm. didn't like it. A lot of people loved the idea. But one person in particular said, you know, forget MMO. Forget single player. Do it by LAN. 
do it allow you to do like personal LAN servers for you like a group of friends of like five or six people. Mm. That to me yeah. would be awesome too. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Because I remember doing that when uh gosh in college playing uh X Wing and TIE Fighter when I came out doing that. Or Mech Warrior. Mm-hmm. So I'd love for that to happen, you know, or that to be enabled. So you were but, saying Lou? Oh, with my little main there. I definitely have to work on our archery because it's really low in skill. And after hearing you guys talk about, you know, all the great sneak attacks and all the bonuses that we've been seeing in the past few weeks with the archery, I am definitely going to invest time and build that up because right now it's pretty low. 32 for skill level. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> i got to spend time working on that and take advantage of it. Um, but I was also thinking to myself when I was uh, working on archery is the fact that, you know, it would be cool if they also brought in sling weapons. <laughs> you know, as another form of, of range attack. You know, just something different. Put a little slingshot in there as a way just to, <laughs> just to piss off your opponent. Exactly. Right in the eye. Oh, my eye. Oh. Oh, Quick the one eye crits for yeah for thirty the times eye, the damage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I did wonder about that honestly. You know, they have all the types of range attacks. I mean, come on, more weapons, a blowgun, what have you. Oh, definitely. That's been a lot of things that our listeners have been shouting out about is is wanting the the more ranged weapons in the mix. Yeah, we got a lot of people complaining about how flintlocks and that kind of thing wouldn't be you know really work for the world, but you know it's not their choice either. That's what that is. Um, right. But there's other ranged weapons you can use. Spears, you can use <laughs> slings, slingshots. Oh, if I can, to... if I can yeah. just cut in one second, Joe. Yeah. All right. I, I totally understand what those people are saying about, you know, flintlocks uh, not feeling right in the game, but dwarven robots, and you didn't even notice it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Very true. You know? I have something to say about that later on in my little mention of my playthrough. Yeah, with the Thieves Guild, you know, you'd think they'd have more, I guess, archetypal weapons, sneak weapons, like, what was that one game from Eidos? Thief. Poison throwing darts? Come on. Yes. You know, darts, you know, the blowgun, that sort of thing, to make uh, a sneaky thief play style, which is viable now. Oh, how awesome. Because, like, when you're playing the Thieves Guild, I just thought about this. When you're playing the Thieves Guild, they don't want you, in most of the quests, you're not allowed to kill anybody. Exactly. So if you had, like, a, a way of, like, a paralyzing or a knockout poison on a blow gun, you sneak mm-hmm. up somebody, just get them in or the back of the neck, they're passed out, they're sleeping, they're not dead, and you can get by them really easily. Right. That or hurts, a blackjack so. or, or a billy club that doesn't kill, but it stuns and eventually, you know, on a good hit, like a critical roll... Man, It'll knock them out. That'd be way too much fun just hearing it. Flack! Oh. <laughs> Body collapses. Rob them blind. Next. <laughs> Next victim. <laughs> but yeah, that would definitely, I guess, allow more flexibility and give people more options where they don't have to be forced to kill other characters in the game, but yet incapacitate them and still accomplish the quest or the missions. You know? Right. So yeah, I'd I definitely see something like that. I, um... I'm going to segue into me, actually, right now. <laughs> Speaking of these, Gil. There you go. All right. And unless you're not done, Lou, you got more to say, buddy? Oh, see, now i going to have to go back to my thief again. <laughs> 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 going back to the alt. Going to have to work on that. So now well, you're going to be st- stuck at 34 until the other one gets to 34, and you're going to go to the other one to 34, and then you're going to get the other one to 434, and then maybe get each of them one level at a time each. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what I've been doing. <laughs> that's the true alcoholic right there. Hey, why not? You know what? People, that's, that's what I've been hearing a lot as well, is that a lot of people have been making a lot of new characters. Um, yeah, well, so many different kinds of combinations and permutations. Oh, yeah. How do you not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm sitting there playing my guy last night, my uh, my red guard that I'm still playing, thinking, I want to try this combination. Oh, I want to try this combination. I'm writing him down. Oh, I wonder if this will work, writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> try this on another character. I think I have plans for like six more characters at least. Oh, Eve. Um My main guy, though, my red guard, I did a lot of Thieves Guild quests this week. A lot. So where I'm nearly finished with it. And there is one part in this Thieves Guild where you have to go into a dungeon uh, called the Snow Vile Sanctum. And it was insanity. I'm assuming I was supposed to sneak through and avoid traps and that kind of thing, and this wouldn't have happened. But me being the big lumbering idiot with a huge hammer and, and heavy armor, just plowed right through it and wound up having three uh, Draugr dead lords, death lords, oh. with eight normal Draugrs and two casters all at once in one room. Oh my god. I couldn't see anything but Draugr anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Spell effects everywhere. And right before I went in there, mind you, I just recharged my weapon. Okay. So I'm sitting there swinging, 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 going crazy, just swinging my 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 uh, hammer like mad, throwing the shout out as much as possible, going nuts. And then I realized halfway through, I, as I got half of them down, that my enchant on my weapon was gone. Oh. Oh, no. That's how much I was swinging at these stupid things. And I'd have to were you hitting them? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> One of the things I love about the two-hand, perk, the two-hand tree is you get a perk later on where it's like a sweep. It's called sweep, where you do any kind of time you do like a sideswipe attack with your weapon, it hits multiple enemies. So it's kind of like an AOE, if you will. Um, Can't wait to unlock that bad boy. Yeah. So I was just nailing him and nailing him, and I would I hit my shout, my uh, force pushback, and I would run with pull out my two, my dual wielding healing, heal myself as I got this huge train of draugers following me, <laughs> screaming some kind of unknown obscenity in some unknown language, and. So I'd get myself healed, turn around, go right back in the fray. Finally got him all dead. And the companion that was with me is an NPC for the story. He was on, his, on one knee like, oh, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And he got up and he was fine. Um, we went to the very next room and get this. Six Death Lords and three Normals at once. Jeez. Oh, boy. I, I, want I, for punishment? <laughs> I, there you go. I think I screamed like a little girl and ran. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> and that was me in real life here I'm, I, when I'm sitting here playing this game I get really into it my brother ran over there what's going on what's going on oh jeez <laughs> what is that I see it. <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> I love Dan how, I love how Dan gets so into your your playthrough <laughs> yeah, he was really like, quick pulled out his chair and sat down sitting there watching me oh, oh you're in there to kill you you lived Oh, get that one! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was it was insane in there. I couldn't believe it. I'm assuming, like I said, that I probably should have been sneaking. I noticed there was a lot of um, bone traps that you know alert those draugers and they wake them up. Yeah, and he being the big blundering idiot, just walked all through them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, just trampling all over them. How did you? What were your? What were some of your some of your uh, tactics for that fight? I'm assuming. 
I'm assuming that you're not just standing there and letting these things hit you, and then you just, no. you know, hit but back. I, did, I took the melee that were coming at me, because there was a couple of casters and, and archers, and I would kind of kite them over to them, and sit there and do a lot of sideswipe swings. And as soon as I started getting low on health, I would push them back with my shout, run away, heal myself, regroup them up like a little herd, bash at them again, and do the, just rinse and repeat until I got them all dead. Okay, gotcha. A couple of times, though, they got me to a sliver, and I had to use my potions to get me back to where I could run away. Do you have your your potions hotkeyed at all, or do you still go through the menu to access them? I still go through the menu because I mostly use my healing spell. Yeah. I have my healing set up to where it heals me rapidly. Um, in most cases, better than a potion. The only thing that a potion does better is the fact that it's instant. And you can mm. just pause the game really quick when you go into your menu... You know, I, I keep it in the menu for one purpose, is the fact that I can pause it and catch my breath. Yeah. Right, yeah. Regroup, hit the potions, go back into the fray. Which is... Yeah, I like, I like that about the game. That, you know, when you when you pause to do stuff like that, like, you, you do end up being able to, like, catch your breath a little bit. And I like that, how that works. Yeah, take stock of what's going on around you with the chaos. Yeah. And later on in the Thieves Guild... I had to go and steal an item in the, the Dwemer Museum out in um, Markarth. I'm not going to get too many spoilers here why I'm doing it or anything like that. But, by the way, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i say that later. Anyway, I went to the, the Dwemer Museum, <laughs> and you have to go into a laboratory. In this laboratory, I found an item called a spider control stick. Hmm. You know those little Dwemer spiders? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. apparently one of the um, mages figured out a way to control them with this stick. Huh. So I was sitting there controlling a spider, sneaking around, having attack guards. You know how much freaking fun that was? So you're actually controlling these spiders with this the stick. Spider with a stick, yes. <laughs> get the stick, boy. Go get the stick. <laughs> go on, put, go get the you, stick. You, you right click on it, or any hand you put in, so one hand weapon. So you, you click on the t- wherever you want to have it attack, and it does a little bloom glowing mark on the ground. And if there's any enemy near it, that thing goes nuts at him. It was awesome. Of course, the spiders die in like you know after two guards, but it was so much fun. Oh, it sounds awesome. Yeah, it was a new toy. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I kept it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in my basement. And yes, I did download the basement mod, and I love that thing. It's huge. Yeah, how's it work for you? It's gigantic, and I love what they did. I mean, to the point where I don't think I'm ever gonna fill that thing up, even with all the garbage I stole. Yeah, even with all that plate settings, you, you still have plates, forks. However, nice. I did do something pretty funny. I'm going to take a screenshot later. I took a lot of the plates I stole and actually set the table, the long table in that basement. <laughs> so uh, you actually do have placement for like 1500 <laughs> <laughs> And he's got little, you know, arrangements of, you know, wheel of cheese, bottle of wine, <laughs> cutting boards all set up like. <laughs> wow, Joe really went all out for this <laughs> this basement, didn't he? It's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful dinner. Nice. Jeez, make some spiced apples for dessert. <laughs> spiced apples. <laughs> <laughs> I found the coolest looking armor in the game, and I'm sorry to say, it is better than Dragon or Daedra armor by far. The huge downfall to it, I mean gigantic downfall, which they should fix and make it heavy armor as well, is this light armor only. It makes sense why it's light armor, but come on, people. It's like disappointing because some of the, the coolest looking armor in the game is for one is the, the set you get from Dark Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And then this one, which is called the Nightingale armor. I'm not going to say how or why you get it, but I look like some kind of Batman ninja mm. with dark glowy eyes. I showed the chat room and everybody 
before we started the show, it looks insanely cool. And I would love to be able to like dye it like yellow and black or something like that. Yeah. So, and make so it you, armor. So you could be Batman? Yeah, so I can be Batman, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much my playthrough. I didn't steal any more of, well, you know, randomly stealing stuff, but that's beside the point. I didn't go through and steal any more of the, from the cities. I actually wanted to go out and attack and get my armor built up. And By the way, doing that little Daedra thing, I went, and I'm not joking here, I went up um, nine levels in heavy armor, and I went up six levels in two-hand just in those two rooms alone. Oh, Jeez. my God. Wow. Wow. Huge so, game yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no epic beheadings this time. I mean, I did some, even my usual beheadings and whatnot. And, you know, there's an animation for two-hand mace when you do a critical hit on a bear that <laughs> it makes me giggle. And all, the, all you PETA people are going to really hate me right now. But I would do a critical hit on a bear, and I swing like a, like a baseball bat, my hammer, mm-hmm. and it sticks it right into the mouth of the bear. Oh, here's oh. a little... <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I was getting that off of the uh, two-handed axe that I'm using now on my on my uh, my thief, and I had same exact scenario. I had like a it wasn't a bear though. It was it was like a, a huge mountain tiger of some kind started attacking me, and I did the same thing, just boop right in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's like Pow, right in the kisser. I had another I had another enemy knocked down, or he was laying down, but he wasn't dead. I went into another critical animation. It looked like something out of like a croquet match. Like I was using a croquet mallet. <laughs> thunk, right into the head. Oh. It didn't knock the head off. It was just thunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's it like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> anyway, I don't have any tips for today. Instead, I found something better. Ooh. So people, grab a pen and paper. You're going to want to write these down. We have so what if, Easter What eggs. if they're driving? Well, in that case, don't do that. Yeah. Pause the show when you're, or you know, or rewind the show. Go back to it later with pen and paper when you're safely not driving, or flying an airplane or anything else that can get people killed. Um, we have Easter eggs for you guys. There is a lot in this game. We just, oh, I wanted to mention the ones that I thought were really cool. For the first one is is a 300 reference, the movie 300. If you head south or head just south of the shrine of um, of Pyrite, I want to say it Pyrite. P-R-Y-I-T-E. Um, only a small journey west of Carth Western, or Carth Weston. I hate these names, people. Come on. North by northeast of the Lover Stone, you will come across a skeleton about halfway up the mountain. If you look just to the side of the skeleton, you'll see a saber cat stuck between two rocks with a glass sword through its mouth and head. <laughs> <laughs> just like the whole scene in the beginning of 300 with Leonidas when he was a kid. Yes. Leonidas. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. I mean, I, I yeah, that one's really neat. Another yeah. one is that there's a choose-your-own-adventure-style book in the game. It's called the it's called Kolb and the Dragon. So uh, there's there's no exact location of where it's found, but there is. It's, it's just around. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's random because I found a couple of them so far, and they are pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, King Author references. I got a couple of them for you guys. Um, if you have found Broken Tower Rebute, directly south of it, there will be a place called Rebel's Carn. I've been there a few times. Where you will find a pile of stones in the front of the cave, and there will be a steel sword on in the top stone. It's a direct reference to the Sword in the Stone legend of King sword Arthur. The, yeah, Sword in the Stone. And when I first found that, I actually saw this one in the game the first time, and I didn't, it didn't even strike me at all. I went in, 
did some things, came back out, and I saw it again like in the corner of my eye type thing. Stopped and went, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Now I get it. (laughs) Another one is slightly uh, northeast of Bleakwind Basin, there's a pond with a skeleton arm holding a leveled sword just out of the water. And it's a direct Mm. reference to Lady in the Lake. Yeah, another King Arthur reference. Another really cool one. That one I thought was really cool. That one I got right away. I stopped and went, oh, B.A. (laughs) Depending on... Depending on which which Arthurian legend you you read, Arthur gets that sword Excalibur one of those two ways. It's either given to him by the Lady in the Lake, or he pulls it from the stone. The stone, stone. right? Mm-hmm. So it's cool they put them both in there. I am a real big fan of um, the Camelot legends, uh, Robin Hood legends, and I even know the historical background of them. I've studied them, I studied them in college actually. So I'm a big fan of those legends, and these were pretty cool for me to see in the game another one is the lady stone is found in the middle of a lake another direct reference to lady in the lake um and lord of the rings reference here this one cracked me up to no end there is a quest that people kind of hail as the um the hangover of skyrim (laughs) it's a danger quest it is hilarious it's wrong and hilarious um during a night to remember which is the name of the quest um, one of the tasks is to obtain a wedding ring from a hag raven who will say, my precious, as you try to get the ring from her. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember that. Uh, by the way, how you start this danger quest, people, is there is a guy who will randomly be in the inn, and I want to say, um, oh, what's the name of that main city, the first one you go to? Winhelm? I think oh. it's Winhelm, yeah. No, it's not Winhelm. It's not Winhelm, Get out of though. the cave? You mean Whiterun? Whiterun, thank you. In it's White Run, Joe. In in White Run. Yeah, come on. Where White are you at, Varwin? Jeez. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, there'll be a guy that challenge you to a drinking competition. Now, be warned, when you start when you do this drinking competition, it starts this day request and you're in for a ride. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. So if you're in the middle of something really important at that time, don't do that quest. But um and really one that really cracked me up because I found this one while I was doing some stealing for a Thieves Guild quest. I had to steal a certain amount of money in Markarth. I came across this and I started, I had to do a double take and I couldn't stop laughing. It's a Pac-Man reference. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In Endon's house in Markarth, you look for a shelf in the back of the room with sliced goat cheese on the bottom shelf and in a row in front of the sliced goat cheese is a row of garlic and at the end of that is glow dust. (laughs) It looks just like Pac-Man to a T. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it looks like I saw that. Pac-Man, cha- Pac-Man's chasing after the little yellow dots, and then the uh, the big thing at the end. <laughs> he hits the uh, like the power boost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he can get the ghosts. <laughs> you know, they actually had that on. Um, I think it was uh, Beth blog or somewhere in the internet. I saw that thing. It's quite the uh, it's quite the little Easter egg that's out there. <laughs> Um, the Star Wars one, there's, there's quite a few Star Wars ones. This one was kind of the more noticeable one. This one is actually really cool because it was used before in another Elder Scrolls game in Morrowind. It's a repeat. Inside of Black Coast Cave, or Bleak Coast Cave, it's Eastern Winterhold, there is a skeleton hanging upside down from the ceiling. Below the skeleton is a glowing sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Luke. <laughs> Never made it. 
Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Jarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in Skyrim. And here we are in Tamriel Times. We actually have some news for you guys today. Mr. Ivarwin, you want to start us off on this? Sure. We've got uh, Beta Patch 1.4 is available on Steam. As you may or may not be aware, uh, the Patch 1.4 is supposed to be due out by the end of this month, which is pretty much here at this point. I think they're waiting for the very last day. Yeah. Since uh, this is the 25th. Which reminds me also that they did they did say that they are releasing the creator's kit at the end of the month as well. Pretty much around the same time as 1.4. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be the uh, the big the big release for mm-hmm. uh, for the patch is going to be that creator's kit. Um, however, what it looks to me like they're they're trying to release this in the right way. All right, they took a lot of flack for releasing the game with as many bugs as it had. So they came up with this this beta idea for Steam. Now, Steam already has um, beta testing involved in it. So basically what they're doing is they're just enabling that for their game. So if you want to join in on the patch 1.4 beta, okay, uh, you can opt in and out at any time during the beta's run. Just log into Steam, click the Steam uh, icon in the upper left corner, choose settings, then click the change button in the beta partici- uh, participation box, then select Skyrim beta in the drop-down menu, and you can opt out at this, you can opt in and opt out using the same method. Um, the whole thing is a, an effort to control bugs for the new uh, patch 1.4 is right. basically what that is. They're, they're letting the community discover these bugs that maybe they've missed since the community is so good at doing that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got a quote here at the bottom um, that uh, Bethesda has said about, about their 1.4 beta patch, and that is, I quote, uh, our current update plan for the PC is to release our updates as beta versions through Steam. This is something you'll be able to opt into through Steam and back out of if needed. This is an ex- extra safety check for everyone going forward and should expedite, expedite and improve our updating process for our PC users. Yay. So you can definitely see like where they're going with this. So uh, if you have Skyrim on the PC, you're uh, already uh, involved with Steam and you want to try the beta, go for it. It's available. Also, uh, patch 1.4 is finally nearing. Mm, it's, yeah, uh, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's coming in. Uh, Bethesda released its patch uh, patch 1.4 notes, uh, which lists all the fixes and features that's going to include, such as the creation kit uh, through the Steam Workshop. That's going to be the number one feature now. So now modders can access the creation kit through Steam's uh, workshop and create anything that uh, they can pretty much come up with. So we're going to see probably in the next month some really cool stuff coming out. Yeah. If there, if you thought like a, a bunch of mods were coming out before, wait till <laughs> they release this creation kit. It's the creation kit is going to allow people to do actually full feature stuff like quests and areas and lands and... All that kind of good stuff. So that's going to be really neat. Unique weapons, unique armor. Yeah. Pirates and ninjas. Pirates and ninjas. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> never know. They might throw out a pirate skin out there for you, Joe. <laughs> Yay. 
it's also it's not just it's not just the creation kit fix that they're you know they're focused on right now. It's it's also going to include a tremendous amount of fixes for broken quests and bugs as well. Um, the list is really long. If you wanna if you wanna read it, and it, it the list is basically it's going to fix X for Y quest. That's basically what the list is. Um, so I didn't you know think it be an interest really anyone to just read this list off so if you want to check it out see if you're if your bugged quest is on that list go to bethblog.com and see what they've got planned for the uh quests that are about to get fixed uh concerning the uh patch 1.4 release bethesda has said and i quote uh skyrim's 1.4 updates currently undergoing testing on all three platforms the update will include fixes and optimizations for the most common issues people have been reporting we're also hoping to finalize this next week and submit it to the console manufacturers for certification as well as release on pc so basically that means that they're going to push it out for pc first because that's the easiest way for them to to get this fix out and then once the console manufacturers approve of their patch then you'll start seeing it on the xbox and the ps3 so hopefully starting next week all that will uh start rolling on out Sounds good. I can't wait. Noise. There's a. I read the 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 um. I can't talk right now. I read the list of all the patch of all the bug fixes, and it's quite extensive. Yeah, it's it's a long friggin' list. I couldn't. I mean, I was looking at this thing. I was like, I know there was like a lot of broken quests, but I didn't think there there was. I was there. I wasn't there using it, going, oh, I haven't done that quest yet. I'm gonna look up that one. Ooh, I haven't done yeah. that one yet. <laughs> like, where's this one? I missed that? <laughs> well, don't course, do it now. It's broken. Yeah, exactly. Then I stopped and like, yeah. oh, wait, these are the broken list. Right. <laughs> or you can opt into uh, the uh, the beta and see if, you know, it's it's properly fixed. That's another thing that, uh, that you guys out there can do. If you want to uh, see what the end of that quest is that's been broken for you for a while and you've been aggravated, opt into the beta, you know, get in there, see if they fixed it the right way. And if they didn't, send them a nasty email. <laughs> hey jerk <laughs> yeah we cannot look we cannot wait for you know, all the different kinds of mods people are going to be producing with this creators kit and yeah. then like the little mini expansions that people will be doing I know I've heard a lot of people that are planning out you know whole new quest chains that they're going to create so yeah, that I'm looking a lot of cool it. stuff a lot more to the game yeah I can't wait to see. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of reminded of the um, the uh, the D and D video games from this. The uh, right. I think it's the Never Neverwinter Nights. Yes, Neverwinter Nights. When I think Bioware released the uh, their creation kit. Oh my gosh, I remember the response the community went through. They, I guess, the players went and faithfully recreated every mod in existence mm. <laughs> in a paper version of the game. Wow. Yeah. You know, Borderlands, keeping the Borderlands, and what Alpha Zero One, I think it was called. <laughs> I I can't wait to see stuff like that for Skyrim. You know, maybe they'll start expanding. You know, what's uh, you know things about Morrowind or or Cyrodiil. You know, it's been three hundred years since we've seen Cyrodiil. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take this time to to bring this up really quick. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that we're PlayStation Three and Xbox haters on the show. It's not the case. I think this game is brilliant on any platform that you choose. The only reason we tend to be more PC-centric with this is because Bethesda is too. And what I mean by that is there's a lot more support for the PC version than there is for Xbox and PS3. 
Just look at the creator's kit. It's four PCs. Yeah. Um, well, they kind of have to be. Yeah, it has to be because that's what the, the PC platform's good for is doing all these extra kind of things. With the PS3 and Xbox, it's, it's just not possible because it's an actual console. Yeah, when they when they fix something with the game, it's so easy to put it to put it out for PC because they just upload it to Steam. No, it, I it's did. Like one, two, three for them. I hear. I did hear rumors that um, the PlayStation Store is thinking about adding good is about about allowing mods for the PlayStation Store. Hmm. But there's no confirm confirmation on that. Hold on a second. We got a call coming in. Hello there, you're on Skyrim Off the Record. Who's this? I'm back. Oh, it's the Gazer. How are you? I'm good. You good? We were just talking about uh, patch 1.4 coming out. And oh, uh, we we're talking... Huh? Sorry, alarm just went off. Do you, uh, do you know anything about patch 1.4? You, you excited about that release coming out, fixing all those quests? Oh, I actually didn't hear that there was going to be another patch. Yep. There is. It's coming out the end of the I month with the Freighter's Kit. I haven't actually had any problems with the game, like, technically or anything. Okay. So, uh, why are you calling in today, man? Um, Steve Arwin said that we could do, like, a Bannered Mare discussion. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're about to uh, get into the Bannered Mare in a little while. And uh, we we're going we're gonna to start, start talking about uh, some, some specific topics. Uh, regarding that. I think you might be a little early for it, though. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume that I called a little bit early. You're you're a little early a little today, early. my friend. A little early. But it's always great to hear from you. Oh, well, thank you. That's sweet. <laughs> find me din- at, least, at least find me dinner first, please. <laughs> you got it. You got it, Gazer. Wine him yeah. and dine him first, man. Come on. Right. <laughs> Although, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. Yeah, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. So, all right, man. Thanks for calling in. You take care of yourself, all right? All right. Uh, when's the Banner Man starting up? Uh, uh, probably uh, right. Probably in a little while. Okay. Well, that's kind of, that's pretty specific. <laughs> <laughs> take care of yourself, all right, brother? All right. See you. Always, <laughs> always good to hear from him. <laughs> and with that, We're going to go ahead and take our break.
Welcome to the Battered Mare. What can I get you? And we're back, and we're in the Bannered Mare. We have a nice roundtable discussion to go over with you guys. We've actually got a lot of people writing in on this topic quite a bit, so we figured we'd go ahead and cover it. Um, there's a couple of things about this, a couple of problems with this, but we'll get into that in a second. But the question is, what are your three favorite constellations and why? And we mean by constellations, obviously, is the skill constellations. People want to know what our thoughts about the constellations, what they should do with their character, the thing about this that makes it really hard for us to recommend any constellation to go with is because we don't know how you're playing your character. There are so many ways of playing your characters, it makes it impossible for us to recommend really anything for you guys. All we can tell you is we decided to do it differently and just say, look, this is our three favorite, and this is why. We're going to let some listeners come in on and tell us their three favorite, why, and um, go from there. So we're going to start this off with Lewis. Well, right now, my main, uh, the three constellations that I'm using that I favorited so far uh, is I'm still working with heavy armor. I'm also working now on archery and one-handed. Although, and for my reasons is that, you know, I wanted to build, when I first started this character, let me backtrack, is that I had started off as a dual-wielding warrior, heavy plate-wearing armor, heavy armor-wearing warrior. But then once I joined... The Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild, I was like, you know what, I want to make a heavy armor wearer that can sneak around, light and nimble, just like any thief wearing light armor, you know, and, and so I focused uh, my three skill sets on those constellations right now. Um, with the archery, as I mentioned earlier on in the program, I wanted to, I want to take advantage of the, I guess, the uh, sneak bonuses associated with uh, archery and get those one-shot kills like Joe gets <laughs> on his, uh, on his main. Oh, hold on a second, Lou. We got. No, you want it. We got a ah. calling coming. All right, all right. Cut in, Lou. That time. Sorry about that. Hello, <laughs> this is uh, Skyrim off the record. Who's this? I'm gonna go ahead and assume that I'm a bit late. <laughs> Actually, you're right on time. <laughs> right on. <laughs> awesome uh, timing. Right on time, Caesar. Because I interpreted a little bit as call back whenever you feel like it. <laughs> You interpreted that correctly. So we're we're in the Bannered Mare, and uh, Lou was was doing a little a little discussion about about our topic, which is your your three favorite constellations. Ooh, sounds sexy. It is sexy. Yeah. Uh, so so Lou, go ahead, continue continue your thought, and then Gazer will will get to you, I guess. All right. Well, Gazer, like uh, just to give you some background. I was working. I am currently using uh, archery. Still working heavy armor and one-handed, because that's what I, I am focusing on my character, my main character, my main Nord. All right, I wanted to make her into a heavy armor wearer that could sneak, light and nimble, like someone wearing light armor. Uh, so I invested points into that. So, uh, you know, what are you uh, working on with your characters? Like, how have you been playing with the constellations to tweak the game to your playstyle? Actually, I only really use one character, and I switch to what I whatever I feel like doing at the moment. Um, right now I'm a Kashyyyk, and quite obviously I'm working at the... I have to say it, but um, and... Gazer, that's a bunch of Kashyyyk. We don't use bad words on the show. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, bad joke. 
that was that like a little too vulgar for you? <laughs> okay, All right. well I'm playing I'm playing right now as a furry and um quite obviously I'm working up the stealth and archery trees or trees, I'm too used to World of Warcraft. Did you, did you just say he's playing as a furry? Did <laughs> yes, yes, he did. I was Indeed biting my I tongue did. on Indeed that. I really do, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Khajiit was apparently too vulgar for your... Right, oh, there, there goes my... Joe. There goes my virgin ears. Say <laughs> like Khajiit. Pam, uh, movie ratings these days. Is this a movie? Blame Sopa, blame Sopa. <laughs> need to get 500 more dollars all right on topic your constellations yeah yeah so like i was saying i'm working at the stealth and archery uh tree I'm calling it trees I, I whatever i'm just gonna keep calling them trees and Fair enough. i've also been here's a little tip if you want to work up your illusion constellation just keep casting muscle the spell muffle all the time no matter what even if you're being chased by seven guards, just keep casting muffle, and you should be leveling up in no time. Count. You're, you're saying cast cast muffled. That's what you're supposed yeah, to be casting. Yeah, that's an illusion spell. It makes you silent. Okay. Of course, those uh, boots that you get from the Dark Brotherhood also make you silent. But I cast it because I feel like it. Because yeah, he feels like it. That. Okay. All right, very fair enough, I suppose. <laughs> so, yeah, my play style right now is sort of like the ninja guy, because I just love that satisfaction of running through, stabbing everything, and never being seen. Right. No, that sounds very well adjusted. Very. Uh, now, Gazer, what's what? Real quick, your your three favorite skill trees. List them right now. What are they? Go. Sneak, archery, and illusion. Very nice. Very nice. Well done, sir. Ooh. Thank you for the call. We and you got it right this time, Gazer. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a speech class. Not as much stuttering anymore. Very that good. Awesome. Very good. Congratulations. You, Unless uh, I was just reading off a script that I didn't know was there. Yeah, you know what? We do the same thing. We read off comedy scripts that we don't actually make, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and you very, very... Typed, uh, apparently I typed in a script within two seconds of you reading off the script. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks a lot for the call, Gazer. We really appreciate you uh, you know, listening and hanging out with us. All right, no problem. All right, take you care, take care buddy. of yourself. Take care, Gazer. All right, Lou, where were you saying again? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was wrapping up with uh, those three trees. That's on my main right now. Um, I'll probably tweak them and see how far I progress and, and you know what depending how I play I, I may swap out something in there <laughs> you know yeah uh, I've seen some really great suggestions in the chat room people what they've been doing um, especially um, who was mentioning that before let me scroll back just a little bit well Ayla with restoration stealth and lock picking you know I may go and focus on that for a while as well nightmare <laughs> Battle Mage, screw sneaking. He's just gonna fry everything. <laughs> I'm really try. I, I'm really tempted to try doing a character that's nothing but lock picking, pickpocketing, and sneak and and stealth. That's it. Or get those two up primarily the most, and then do maybe um, the right side of the archery tree for the 
damage multipliers, and then do one-handed as well. Well, if but, you like, make this ultimate master thief, if you ignore the um, the the Dovahkiin main quest line, I, I could see that being an awesome roaming build. Oh yeah, definitely. Mystery Varwin, what about you, man? I gotta I gotta say, sneaking is is definitely one of my top favorites as well as restoration. Um, there's a tremendous amount of, of satisfaction that, that can be had in just, you know, walking inside one of these dungeons and going in and out, getting all the secrets unlocked, killing all the mobs. No one found you out in the first place. You know, there's, there's a lot that can be, uh, said about that. That kind of gameplay is, is addicting. And, <laughs> yeah, and I love doing it. And the the sneak constellation, um, I was really surprised at some of the stuff that's in here, like uh, Lightfoot, you know, uh, walking through and not triggering any pressure plates. That's a ballsy thing to have in a game. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, think about all the traps that you've accidentally, you know, tripped on. Um, you know, the the little. The little plate on the ground that that makes you know the swinging door with spikes slam in your face, or the um, you know the bear traps that are that are just you know scattered <clears throat> all over the place. You know you basically are. Yeah, that could have been helpful for me last night, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't go through that like you know they 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 build the content with those traps in there for a specific reason. And then they give you a, a way to disable that. That's, that's very, you know, that's not an easy thing to do for a game developer, I'm sure, because now they have to think about, okay, how can we trick you into walking into these traps? And now how can we still make the game fun for you when we disable that for you? So, and it makes a, tr- a heck of a lot more fun because now you can use those traps against your enemies without yeah. having to worry about sidestepping and jumping at the the right time and then accidentally tripping it and great stuff you know a lot of a lot of fun um the backstab you know where you get six times damage with a one-handed weapon and that doesn't that doesn't take into account the um the one that you get for uh for the dagger which is assassin's blade which does 15 times the normal damage right you know, you can have a dagger in one hand and get the 15, and you can have an axe, a one-handed axe in another hand and get six times damage. So you get multiple multipliers from those two weapons just by one in one hand and one in the other. Awesome stuff. Yep. For me, though, it all comes down to playstyle. Like, what would be my three favorite constellations per what kind of playstyle I want to play? Like, for instance, if I wanted to be a master thief, like I said, it would be stealth... Um, lockpicking, and pickpocking. I mean, that's a way to get massive amount of money in the game. You would be wealthy, own every house, you know, whatever. Um, but then you have to have, like, the other perks to really boost up your offense, which would be the right side archery, or full archery, if, even. When it comes to me personally, my all-time three favorite is two-hand weapon, one-hand weapon, and archery. I love them. Now, but it also depends on my play style. With my, with my red guard, my three favorite are two-hand heavy armor and blacksmithing. That's what makes my guy feel like a walking, breathing tank. Um, yeah. Just walking through and literally one-hitting every single thing in a, in a dungeon. I did that last night, too. I just go through, bam, dead. Bam, dead. 
<laughs> it's like pile driving into the ground. And if I'm going to play more of a an assassin, it's definitely going to be all one hand, all archery, completely all archery. Because the all when you go higher up on the archery tree and you get into the hole where you can rapid fire your bow, or when you go into you hit your um, your stamina, mm-hmm. you can go into a, a a slow down mode and fire your bow, or a zoom even. You can go into a zoom as well. Well, if you can, Joe, if you can pick one tree. Out of all of these, what do you think would be would lean closer to your favorite? Hmm. That's a tough question, really. Um, I know you said like it depends on on how you're playing the game, and I, I think that can be true to be said for for pretty much anybody. I mean, if you're if you're playing, you know, a mage type of character, you're definitely going to have you know constellations that are are favorited over. You know constellations that are geared toward you know a thief type character that you you may have as an alt. As much as I love my current guy, I gotta admit though that the the archery tree was my by far my favorite so far, because I felt like an like I was a sniper. Yeah, and the able the ability to one shot pretty much almost anything except for bosses was so much freaking fun. It was unreal. That that multiply uh, that multiplier in in archery is is amazing it's a game changer well all the trees complement each other that's one of the big things that's really cool is that if you're gonna go all archery you gotta get up there and get at least to the second tier on the right side of the archery tree because that's your three times damage multiplier for sneak on bows yeah and that's instant death for a lot of things i mean instant death i did I, i would do sit there and hit criticals while i did triple multiplier i've one shot bosses doing that very powerful Extremely powerful, and yeah. even then, as as you ping them off, you there's a perk on the archery tree to slow them down or to stun them. As yeah, closer to you. I saw that I, video that you made. It's it's yeah. wild, wild. Well, that's with the shout, but well, that not only the shout, but the slow yeah. time shout combined with archery. Oh wow! Yeah, so much fun. It's like Matrix. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's bullet time widget <laughs> it's so funny seeing the like, multiple arrows just flying slowly at your enemy as you're going like two times the speed they are and as soon as the, the slow time stops all arrows ping them at once and they're dead they fly backwards 15 feet now now lou i know you've got you, this is a perfect question for you because you you have you know a bunch of different alts you like all the different play styles what do you think would be your favorite tree out of all of those so far um, as of right now, it probably stands probably the one-handed for now. The one-handed uh, tree. Yeah, the one-handed tree for now. Yeah. Because I'm incorporating uh, with my main and a couple of my alts, you know, I'm going for the bonuses and all the abilities associated with the one-handed tree. You know, that, that's what I'm definitely... Another thing we didn't really take into account as well with these guys is the fact that you have actually two different categories, or three different categories of constellations here. Defensive... Offensive and crafting, and those can be constituting completely different things. Because, for instance, I know that yeah, blacksmithing is not my favorite overall, but it has to be one of the best constellations to go up in, no matter what you play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it makes you at least makes you self sufficient, so you don't have to depend on, I guess, the the drops or the quested weapons. You can just build your own. And then you get that OP thing of. Uh, High enchanting and high blacksmithing, it's ridiculous. I don't care if you're a mage or a two-hand redguard nightmare. 
It's going to increase you a thousandfold. We have uh, Damon from the chat room just gave us a call. Damon, what's going on? How are you? Hey, can you guys hear me? We yep, can hear you hey, beautifully. All right. For some reason, my microphone and my headset aren't working properly. Um, what's going on, guys? Doing How show? much? You tell us. How much? What's going on? I was listening to the show, having a good day. Sweet. Go <laughs> what uh, What are your three favorite constellations so far? I would have to say Conjuration is my number one, just because I love the fact that you can have followers with you at all times, and if they die, you can just replace them. You don't True. have to worry about. Them. And right. sneak is sneak is a beautiful thing, so definitely having to go around. People have no idea where you are. Or sometimes they'll even walk right up to you and not even have any idea where you are. Yeah. Be standing two feet in front of you and be like, oh, where is he? Yeah, now, that's always fun. And then, you know, the damage multiplier for, you know, one-handed weapons, bows, daggers. Dear Lord, can't yeah. don't <laughs> daggers. And I'd say besides that, I don't really have much else. Like maybe archery. Like, I've got Conjuration and Sneaking are my two favorite ones. After that, it's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like Sneaking is applicable to any, you know, any build you've got. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you, you, if you get the right perks, you can go Sneaking and be this, like, juggernaut that sneaks around behind people and just destroys everyone in a giant group. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm walking around with a two-handed weapon. Two-handed axe with with my Khajiit, and I'm sneaking, and I'm sneaking, and like you know, bam! On him. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see the cat with a with a two-handed axe in his hand, like. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, armor. Come on now. <laughs> Very epic. Yeah. Do uh, do you have a bunch of mage type uh, characters, or have you dabbled to uh, a little bit in some of these mage type constellations? Well, not really. I've been more uh, kind of all around. I mean, I've got I've got sneak, and then I've got a heavy armor dude with one handed weapons and conjuration. I mean, I'm, I'm that's that like it's been said multiple times. You can really beat anything in this game, and my character's yeah. been very, very well rounded. He's he's always been. I mean, because I've made like three alls, and I've always gone back and deleted my old saves because I end up making the same character. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, my guy's usually got some sort of little magic, generally conjuration, and then he's got sneak, and then he's got one-handed weapons or two-handed weapons or bow and then heavier light armor. I haven't even tried um, conjuration at all. When you're sneaking and you have your your pet, yeah. so to speak, do, do, do these guys, do the mobs see your pet first or not at all? No, usually your pet will start attacking anything that has become hostile around you. So they'll start going after that thing and won't even realize you're there most of the time. Well, that can't sometimes, be that bad of a thing. So, sometimes you get unlucky and they'll run right at you trying to get to your pet because yeah. your pet decided to, like, you know... Like, if you got the uh, flame astronaut, it just gets back as far as it can and throws fireballs and things, which is is definitely fun to watch someone die to a flame atronach because if they're close I, I'm not sure it even matters if they're close or not but when that fireball hits them and they die they go boom yeah, I, you, I you know. see them ragdoll off the screen I've, I've ragdolled myself <laughs> <laughs> yes I've heard the tales of Arwen <laughs> 
tails. <laughs> I'm tempted to make another character. I think I'm going to do it this week of just all casting just so I get a really strong knowledge about all the casting trees, constellations. I think yeah. that's like the one thing where I lack the most because my first character started out as a caster, but I got bored with it at level 15. Yeah, I tried to do that too. Like, just just have one that was focused on casting, and I don't know why. It just it. I guess it's just not my style, but it just it wasn't me. By the time I got to Riverwood, I'm like, I don't want to be a caster. And then by the time I got to White Run, I'm like, I really don't want to be a caster. (laughs) I don't know, Lou. Maybe you can back me up on this. It seems to me like if you go in a pure spec, and by pure spec, I mean like, okay. If you want to make a caster, you st- you stay strict caster. There's no, uh, maybe you've got some restoration skill in there, but there you're not. You're definitely not walking around in robes with a two-handed axe and sneaking. You know, you've got the you've got the the robes and you've got a staff and you've got all kinds of magic, a plethora of magic at your at your you know at your disposal, but like no melee ability whatsoever, no survival ability whatsoever. It seems to me like playing those pure styles are actually kind of boring in this game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wouldn't... I don't think it would probably suit me because then there are always other little skills that I might want to pick up along the way. I mean, I did start off wanting to be, again, a pure dual-wielding badass tank and it ended up being a, you know, dual-wielding uh, thief slash, you know, assassin. Right. Um, no, you're so, talking you know, about... Yeah, it, 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 they're all... <laughs> There are always going to be moments, I guess, during your gameplay that you realize that you're going to want to experiment or maybe just try something different because uh, maybe what you're thinking of how to beat a particular area or beat a particular group of mobs or a boss mob, you're going to think, you know, I'll just change up my gameplay, game style with this, and you find it and you stick with it because, you know what, you just found something that works for you. Yeah, I think that's right. me and Conjuration. It's like, it's like, for the longest time I went through it, like, just doing whatever, and then I I started doing conjuration. And I'm like, well, damn, this is nice. <laughs> I, it's it's always nice having another target for your enemies, and if you have a follower and some kind of conjuration creature, it's it, it's really nice. You can just sit in the back with with an, a bow and arrow, just be like, pink, 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 pink. Well, your little flame astronauts throwing fireballs everywhere, and Lydia's running in with her sword. Yeah, going, you know what? I, I think one thing I would really like to try out is doing something like the healing tree, the healing constellation with destruction and conjuration, and see how that plays out. See that has more survivability and just, you know, epic magic ba. Yeah, instead yeah. of being like a, instead of being like the the hero who goes in and. And you know, kills everything in in one shot. You can be the party leader who creates, who brings followers in, and creates you know, conjurated, uh, conjurated, <laughs> conjured, <laughs> conjured followers, and then heals them at the same time. Like the restoration tree, I believe has has some like pretty good um, group healing as well. I think if I if I read that right, yeah, guardian circle. What is that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, that's not it. I, I don't know. I think Guardian <laughs> Circle boards. But, like, yeah. there, there are definitely spells to heal other NPCs and whatnot. Yeah, no, and heal other. Yeah, that's one right yeah. there. But, yeah, like, you could you could probably do something like that <laughs> instead of, you know, being the, the, main, the main hero, just having other guys go in for you and... It just seems so cheesy, though, in a game where where you're Dovahkiin, the Dragonborn, the guy who's 
you know, supposed to destroy dragons, and then you're like actually like this little wimpy dude who sends everyone in the fight for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Damon. Well, we appreciate you calling in, and uh, definitely appreciate you uh, you listening. Um, yeah. I don't know, uh, Joe. Do you got anything else for nope. Damon? Nope. I think we're all set. All right. Well, I have to say, I appreciate that you guys actually know how to pronounce that name because I've got so <laughs> many people call me Dam or Damien. That, that, that's, that's one I don't get too mad about, though. But yeah, thanks, guys. Anytime. Call you Dame Anytime. Win. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Take thanks care. Thanks again for the call. Take care. Nice thing up yeah. before I went. Yeah, I loved it. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, right, Damon. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to do for the Bannered Mary. Guys, any, any last thoughts on this? Or no, I, I I think that's it for me. Well, no, I think just you know this open conversation. It's just so many constellations to try out, so many combos. There's no right or wrong way. It's just going to be just down to what you like doing with your character. So right. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the crafting table. And here we are in the crafting table. We have a couple of alchemist guys or alchemy helpers for you guys today. And these are, I believe, iPhone and Android apps, Yvarwin? That's correct. Yeah, we're, we're switching gears a little bit on, on this crafting table. Uh, instead of just doing mods, these, um, these apps came across my, uh, my attention and since I know a lot of people out there have uh, kind of used alchemy in a haphazard manner, you know, being that they just gather up ingredients and just mix whatever and then find out whatever they can from just doing that and letting kind of luck guide them. Guilty. Uh, right. Well, I mean, you have to be guilty of that in order to really get anywhere with alchemy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find it personally very frustrating and I know I, I've gotten a couple of emails of people saying like you may want to check these apps out and um, I've gotten enough to this point where I, I decided to look at them and, and said you know what these are these are definitely awesome two two alchemist guides all right one you can find on iTunes the other you can find on the droid market right? the one you can find on iTunes is called Skyrim Alchemist Guide and it's an app that offers a few ways to create the potion that you you basically want to make. And it, it does it a couple of ways. Number one, um, you can sort by choosing your effect. And it allows you to choose up to three different desired effects and displays the valid recipes. And then on top of it, how much a vendor will buy the potion from you for. And there's like three little dials. And you, you know, use your iPhone or your iPod Touch or your iPad available on ipad (laughs) (laughs) and you just scroll down the little dials and then you know you find you know uh, bone meal okay that's one and then like as you start entering in these these little things it starts displaying like you know um what what those what valid recipes will make that combination of of ingredients second way you can search using this app is by ingredient and you can again scroll uh, a scrolling dial allows you to uh, to choose which ingredient you want to use and displays its normal effects on the right hand side and the third way is uh, choosing by the the potion cost you can actually sort by cost the cell value of them the cell value yeah thank you the cell value of the potion 
So that's, uh, again, available for iPhone and iPad, as well as iPod Touch. Um, however, there is a cost. It's 99 cents. There's no free version. But um, should be free. You know, I, I I don't really care about the 99 cents. You know, me personally, I, you know, if I, if I think it's worth it, and I definitely think this is worth it, I looked at it, I used it. It's very, very, very powerful. You know, you, you have typically, I tend to collect a ridiculous amount of this stuff. You know, snowberries, bone meal, ectoplasm, you know, what is all this nonsense? And I'm, you know, I find myself like they're they're way like fractions of a pound, and I'm being weighted down by them because I've got hundreds of these things. <laughs> you know, I don't need 50 snowberries in my inventory, but they're there, <laughs> and I don't use them because I don't know what to do with them. I don't want to waste it by mixing snowberries and bone meal and coming up with bupkis. <laughs> you know, like that's a waste. So uh, I, I kind of had fun just throwing everything together and see what happened. <laughs> uh, it aggravates me not the patience. I have things to kill. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get out there, make what I need, and go. Yeah, like that's why I want. Like you know, I'm a dungeon crawler. I want to go in and explore and sneak and backstab and you know, trap detect. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they have a, a droid market version that's kind of similar to this one, I believe. It's called a Skyrim Alchemy Helper. A database of potion effects and ingredients can search by effect, ingredients, and potions with multiple effects. It does have a favorites area, so it's got an easy reference to it. Um, I don't have an Android, so I can't check this one out. I use an iPhone. Boo. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, oh, I love this. This is the primary one that I use. I, I will I will say it's the primary one I use because I downloaded it first. The iTunes one, it's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, but it's uh, you can get a free version of it, though that version expires in 24 hours after it downloads. And uh, there's a 99 cent version as well. So I got the 99 cent version because fair enough. I don't mind spending 99 cents. My new playthrough, I just don't even touch alchemy. See, now I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you do that, though, don't you think? No, I've been focusing on just make uh, just doing enchanting and blacksmithing. Um, mm-hmm. whole alchemy thing would just take way too much out of my playtime. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I've been. I already spent the major, like the first half of my character's life, if you will, yeah, working on blacksmithing and enchanting. And like this this week, I decided, you know, you know, I'm not going to touch any kind of trade skills or crafting. I'm just going to go out and explore. I'm, I'm tired of doing that right now. So I went out and started beating on things and questing. And, and I realized I'm level 36 and I've haven't finished one major quest line yet. Yeah. I feel your pain. My other character, <laughs> I was level level 36, and I completed four or five major quests. So, well, if you wanted to do alchemy, you could have this as a reference and breeze through it very quickly. <laughs> now, I can hear the emails coming in now. Oh, don't you think it's a cheat? You're cheating. It's a cheat. No, this isn't a cheat. I'm, I'm going to explain to you why this is why I feel this isn't a cheat. And I could be wrong. This is why I feel like it's not a cheat. It's not a cheat because it's a reference. All right, you're you. It's not enabling you to get the ingredients, and it's not enabling you to, or it's not putting the ingredients in your inventory. It's not telling you where the ingredients are. You know, it's not making your job easier. You still have to go out there and collect all the stuff. You still have to find it. It doesn't tell you where the rare stuff is. You still have to go find that stuff too. You still have to go find an alchemy table. 
All right. What this does is it's just an encyclopedia. All right. It's as much of a cheat as going to your encyclopedia or looking something up on Google for your information. That's it. So it's not it's not doing anything for you. It's just an information database that allows you to switch up the information bits as needed. And then you can use that. I don't I can't even see this as being a cheat. I just see it as another helping tool. I mean, can we just, let's get real. You play an MMO, what do you do? You have reference websites all over the place to help you out. Same thing in Skyrim. A lot of people do the same thing. Like, oh, I want to know about this. So they just look it up and find it. That's not a cheat. No. Now, using a mod that, you know, alters lockpicking to where it's one shy every time, that's a cheat. Very true. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Town Square. Hear that? Something's going on in the Town Square. And here we are in our town square. Emails, iTunes shoutouts, the whole fun stuff with everybody. We have a lot to go over. And first off, we're going to highlight the producer's email of the week. The thing we've been doing for the last three episodes. And this one came to us from Mistress Lebu. Um, she actually got this in last minute, but I couldn't stop laughing when I read it. So I had to put it in the show. It actually came in as I was doing my portion of the show notes, so um, <laughs> pretty good timing, really. And I don't know how I want to read this. Any you, you, you guys want to volunteer to read this? Yeah, I'll volunteer to read it. All right, it's all you. Or what about what about Lou? We haven't heard from Lou in a while. Well, all right, if you want, I'll give it a shot. Although <laughs> I don't want to give Mister Any. Poor Lou. He's like, uh, um, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, it's okay. all right, though. I just don't want to. Feel, I don't want you to feel. Give it a shot. Sure. Everyone's... Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> no, that's the second paragraph. Oh, oh, it is. Look at that. <laughs> wow, I guess reading is not fundamental with me. Okay, I am a Nordchik. Menfolk follow me around to carry my purse. Mercurio died. Either that, or he ran off with that hussy Bex. I am a widow, but I have a new boyfriend, Eric the Slayer. Conjuration rules. I am a sexy, sneaky mage. Enemies beware. Expert alchemist, I'm Nordic Martha Stewart, and it's a good thing. I refuse helmets because they mess up my hair. Circlets are pretty. The end. <laughs> and curtsy. <laughs> and she said at the beginning of the email, um... Mistress Labu, Skyrim, character, haiku. Teresa <laughs> said, if read on air, feel free to use a high-pitched, girly Nordic voice. I was tempted. I actually practiced a little bit before the show, and no, <laughs> I don't want to scare our listeners anymore. I'm a Nord chick. Men <laughs> <laughs> follow me around <laughs> to carry my purse. <laughs> and she says uh, at the end of the email, okay, admittedly, not the best haiku set I've ever written, but I guess it'll have to do. I gotta get back to playing the game after all. Can't waste all my time being brilliant for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a round of applause for Mr. Hey, Mr. Hey, thank haiku. you, Mr. for writing that in. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, normal emails. Um... This is from Nathan. He says, Hey guys, been enjoying the show, and there are three mods that I think are essential for making the PC more usable. I generally stay away from anything game-changing, at least for the first playthrough. 
but these make the Skyrim experience much better. Needless 3, Sky UI, Categorize Favorites Menu, and Test V Save Game Manager. They can all be found on the Skyrim Nexus site, and if you're not using the Nexus Mod Manager, then you should try it as well. Helps make installment helps makes helps makes installing and uninstalling mods easy and lets you know when a new version is out. From Nathan. Uh, thoughts on this, guys? Uh, actually, <clears throat> I wanted to just say that every one the reason why I, I added this mail in is because every one of these I either have featured or wanted to feature and as a as a crafting table mod especially the one on the bottom that he mentions um, Nexus Mod Manager so I can tell you that Nathan is spot on with all of these recommendations he's right you know they make things a lot easier so very cool Nathan for, for sending us this email and this information I think it's very helpful for a lot of listeners Alrighty, next email goes to Ivarwin. Alright. Hold on, I have to scroll down. <laughs> okay, this comes from Mark. After, li- after listening to last week's show, the Slayers episode, I really wanted to rapidly fire off some tips for you and the rest of the listeners for some professions and making money. So, here we go. There are unique enchants available in the game. Silent Moon and Shadow Strike. The Silent Moon one comes from Lunar Weapons, found in the northeast of Whiterun, adds to attack if between the hours of 9pm and 6am. The Shadow one comes from the armor of the rival Thieves Guild leader. Disenchant his set, and you can make any armor like the Nightingale armor in terms of abilities. That comes from Mark. Nice. I thought you could disenchant the Nightingale armor. I could be mistaken on that. The rival Thieves Guild leader, huh? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to have to track that guy down now. Not sure. You're not sure if he can disenchant the Nightingale armor? No, I'm not sure on that. I think think you can if you have high enough enchanting. I don't know. Well, he's saying if you disenchant his set, you can make any armor like the Nightingale armor. Yeah, I know. But if you can disenchant Nightingale as well, you get the same effect, right? Right. You know, you know what? I, I confused myself just then. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's okay, Varwin. It's okay, buddy. We know. Right. We know. Lack of sleep. It happens. 20, tw- yeah. <laughs> 30 hours and counting. Arr. Arr, me matey. Lou, get the next one, buddy. All right. Next email comes from Grayson. You get the 15 times multiplier from the perk and through the Dark Brotherhood gloves. Do you get the bonus and it doubles backstab bonus, and then you get a thirty times multiplier from a friendly rogue, Grayson? Basically, you're saying that we kind of messed up when we talked about this in the earliest earlier episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's yeah, in order to get thirty times bonus, you have to use an enchant in order for that to apply, which is I believe gives you a two times, a doubles your backstab bonus, right? Yes, I do know this enchant. Uh, and that, that can be disenchanted and, and applied to heavy armor as well, or any armor you want. So that's for me, I try to get the 30 multiplayer, is by getting the 15 times perk from the, the sneaking skill, and then getting the enchant from the Dark Brotherhood gloves, gives you a 30, which is pretty awesome. Thanks for the, for the fix there, Grayson. Yes. Um, hey guys, last, so last episode you asked us for what favorite dungeons, what our favorite dungeons are, which is tough with something like, you know, 150-ish, he thinks. Unique dungeons scattered across the world, but mine is definitely 
uh, Shriek Win Basin or Bastion. Sorry, Shriek Win Bastion. That's a tongue twister. Hmm. You can find it north of Falkreath. I cannot talk today. <laughs> it's tough to say. It's, ah, it's hard. To say. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, then just got across the world, but mine is definitely Shriek Win Bastion. You can find it north of Falkreath. Ah, uh, there we go. Israel Soviet. Israeli Soviet is the name of this person in the email. I'm not going to touch on that. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. Um, I wanted to go check this one out last night, but I didn't have time. It was on my list to go look. Yeah. So, uh, check it out, guys. The recommendation right there. Um, Lou. All right. Next email comes from Chris from Kansas. During episode seven, you read an email talking about a clairvoyance spell. I may have misheard, but it sounded like he was wishing it was in the game. If that was the case, then he would be glad to know that the spell is in the game and it works just like he explained it. It slowly drains magic and displays a wispy path to your nearest destination as you cast it. Right, and I believe we were talking about this as a, uh, I guess, a, 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 in terms of a quest helper, or a quest locator helper. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was centered around the DLC thing, right, right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. The problem with the clairvoyance spell right now, we knew it was in the game. We talked about it being in the game, is that it's kind of broken still. And the fact that you have to be specifically in the area for that quest in order for that to really work. And it does display a path, but it doesn't always work. They were, I think the, the listener pre- pre- previous was wanting a more of a predominant path line. Like you select a quest. But I think the problem with this is that you don't really have any particular like okay primary active quest. So it really can't work like that. Yeah, plus, I've noticed, too, that some of the, the pathing in the game is a little little odd. You know, when you're following... It, like, I, no, I notice that when you, you, you're following, you know, a quest giver to a destination, they'll, they'll stay on the path, and then the path will go, like, you know, left or right. And then they'll, they'll run off the path into the woods... Yeah. A good distance, and then they stop, turn around, spin around for a little bit, and then go back to the the joint in the path, and then pick it back up. So that's probably like part of the the issue here too with with the clairvoyance spell not working as 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 well as it probably should. Correct. All righty, we have one more email. Any mini money mo touch a host by his toe. If I win. <laughs> Do I really have to holler? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damien C. writes, My favorite dungeon so far is Blackreach. It's a mixture of beauty found there, but also the massive size and viewing distance. After spending a few minutes staring into the beauty of this place, the next decision was where to start. It's massive in size and makes you feel like it's a mini world within Skyrim itself. I definitely felt like that, Damien. Yeah. When you yeah. remember that, Joe? Just uh, it felt like a whole new like zone more than a dungeon because of how yeah. big and sprawling the cavern is. It's like a, a city inside, underneath the ground, really. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely beautiful. And then obviously, you know, you, you know, you look up and you see all the the uh, you know glistening minerals coming from the ceiling and and looking out across some of the um, some of the caverns in there. There's some beautiful waterfalls and vistas. I mean, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. But watch where you step because it's just as deadly too. You you click on the wrong thing, and uh, you know you're gonna find yourself wishing you had saved the game. <laughs> Halo in the chat room said, um, 
I started at the I stared at the ceiling till a uh, epic cockroach ate me. Epic cockroach. Well, yeah, I should say you know the car the Charles, but um, the churros, those cinnamon yeah. churros that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they eat you back. They do. <laughs> so we have some additional shoutouts to go over. Um, you guys want to talk any more about dungeons? There, there is one thing I wanted to say about the emails. Um, this is this is the first time we've received so many emails we actually could not include a good portion of them on the show. I feel horrible for having to cut out a tremendous amount and at the same time like I also like to include you know those who we couldn't add in their emails we like to say hi to them and shout them out. Like I said we received so many emails this week I can't even list the names of the people for time purposes on the show. Um, so the people that are listed here are in no particular order and their emails weren't any honorable (laughs) mentions. Yeah, they weren't, their emails weren't any better than anyone else's. It's just, they weren't a current fit for the current show for time frame. Yeah. Um, we love your guys' emails and please keep on piling them in on us. We love hearing from all of you. It's actually makes my day a lot more entertaining, honestly, to go through and read all the emails we get. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anything else to say on that? No, no, that, that was, that was it. Just wanted to say thank you. Yes, naturally. Thank you guys. Um, additional shout outs pretty much go to Eric C, Chris P, um, Aiden Hunter, Bumblewit, Bumblewit, <laughs> Bumblewoot, Bumblewoot. All right. Uh, Joseph B, <laughs> Tanta, Eric, CLG, Craig. Derek, Stephen B, Nordic Hippie com- Communes on Mount Fuji do exist. They do, <laughs> Stephen, they do. <laughs> Nordic Hippie Communes on Mount Fuji. Oh, right. Oh, jeez. Um, Mosaic, Kant Dune Fern... What? <laughs> Mosaic said, he, write, he wrote us a, a, a great I remember email. his email. I remember you- that. Do you remember yeah. that? And he said that Kant Dune Fern was his, his Nordic <laughs> shout to... Uh, to get his email read on. <laughs> well, we, we use your shout there, buddy. That's right. <laughs> Contour and, front right back at you. <laughs> and Craig's Am email was in the show originally. I had to edit it out because it was actually the same thing as our topic for Bannered Mare. So unfortunately, Craig Am, uh, your email didn't get used, but at least you know that you were a deciding factor in our Bannered Mare topic today. Yes. And we appreciate that. So we have some five-star review shout-outs. I'm going to take. I'm gonna give this to Lou. All right. Five-star review shout-outs from America. We have Leosa, Aeonless, Nick664, Preston1701, Aaron Wood, RG Bargy, <laughs> Time Lord Nightmare, Welder Wiz, Thomas Esser, Benji is Strong, Zenok, Truth247, a Spitfire 77. RB Haney. Steve S. Nipororo. Oreo Manin. Herm. Hmm. Herm <laughs> ING House. <laughs> Herming House. Herming House. Master B19. W72 Eck. Matt Crum. And he also wants his Pirates and Ninjas. Arg. <laughs> In Canada, we have uh, Can C4. <laughs> Can see. Okay. I get it. Get it. Christmas. Yeah. Snuffblind. UK, Nobler 3. Uh, Gooba Troopa. Rachel J. Sky's the Rim. 
uh, Wooza Woza, JJN Incorporated, and Moosh95. From Australia, we got Gary Rochow, and from New Zealand, Stormer Elite. Thanks a lot, guys, for the call-ins, the, the couple that did. Um, we're going to try to st- you know do allow calls for our future episodes. I think it has a, a definitely a, a different element to the show. Something that we started with Star Wars off the record, and, and I figured we'd give it a shot with Skyrim off the record. Um, thank you for listening, and Yvaro, and final thoughts? Yes, uh, final thought. I'll let you know last, next week. <laughs> <laughs> when I think one up. <laughs> Lou? Oh, final thought. Hey, keep the emails coming. As Joe mentioned before, and Yvaro as well, yeah, we love hearing from everyone. Keep them coming. Send us your ideas, you know, your thoughts, your comments. Uh, we definitely enjoy the feedback, and I for one appreciate the the personal experience that everyone relates to this, you know, from the game and you know sharing them with us. You know, it, it definitely does bring a lot to the show. And I'm definitely going to be working on my uh, thief again now, Joe. <laughs> thanks to you. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, you're you're, want, you're very welcome, sir. I want that nightingale armor. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's pretty. Uh, it just needs to be heavy armor, dang it. Alright, how to reach us. I'm going to let Lou read some more. Alright, how to reach us. Reach us at skyrimofftherecord.wordpress.com Or if you want to email us, you can email us at skyrimofftherecord at gmail.com We are also at thequestshow.com And don't forget about starwarsofftherecord.com mm-hmm. If uh, you want to reach us on Twitter, we are at off the record at Skyrim OTR. If you want to Twitter Joe, he is at author J.R. Wilson. If you want to reach Evarwin, it's at Evarwin. That's E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. If you want to Twitter me, I am at GamerGuy11B, and I just like Mr. said, I will give you your Princess Squad quote of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be throwing those peanuts out there, Mistress, don't you worry. <laughs> I'm waiting for Vinzini. He told me to start at the beginning. I'm at the at beginning. The beginning. <laughs> uh, Just for you, mistress. <laughs> Skyrim <laughs> Off the Record is a Quest Network production, and I would just like to say, Fusra, you all, next week. Thanks for commenting, uh, guys in the chat room. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Everyone, thanks for being here. Look forward to seeing you all again next week. Take care. Oh, recently, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> and he he kind of like talks like that whenever like she says something, he'll say like, mm, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> Just taking a sip of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's the way she does it too. It's really funny when she does it. So she, I, I asked her like, "What did she? What did he say?" When when you turned him down, did he say, okay, 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 boyfriend, okay? <laughs> she said, no, he didn't say anything. <laughs> he got really red in the face and completed the transaction and left. <laughs> My, you look so beautiful today. Oh, thank you. I tried that red bar, though. Please oh, get yeah. that thing for me on this, the spice rack. This will definitely be interesting. No, 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 not the Spanish porn site, man. Sorry. Nord Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about how I came to be 
<laughs> the Isle of Wilhelm. It's crazy, son. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you still remember the words. Of the song. <laughs> Bat widget. <laughs> Do I look like a podcaster to you? Who <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>